Welcome, everybody. And today I have a, a, a really cool guest. Uh, we have Ruben Alexson of Vortex. Ruben is a competition shooter. And the more I learned about competition shooting, there's, a, there's such a broad applicability to a daily life and to what it is to really focus in, in a number of different conditions. And Ruben was one of those one of those individuals that uh, was tapped on the shoulder by a friend of mine. And fortunately, he agreed to have this interview. So Ruben, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. I, uh, I sincerely appreciate the opportunity. Um, I am excited about this just because all of the different things that I've learned about uh, uh, taking a target shot has, has been, like I said, there's some applicability that I have had in as relation to uh, the pursuit that an individual has toward a goal. Yes. And I'm just wondering, can you take us through the process of really, how do you prepare? You, you have the target out there and they're, they're set at di different uh, stages and different distances and such. But I'm just wondering, how do you prepare uh, in order to best hit that target? Well, yeah, there's, uh, I guess, to, to boil it down, uh, for me, I always break it down into what can I do to accomplish a goal? And that, that applies in a lot of areas of life because I can't affect what other people do. I can only affect what I do. And so there's a lot of preparation that goes into that. There's a lot that um, it really goes back to uh, the things that you do ahead of time to make yourself ready so that in that moment you can focus on the task at hand. Right. Um, not trying to not trying to be focused on too many things at once is a big part of it. And it might sound really simple uh, and it is simple. It might it might sound overly simple, uh, but to be able to um, to prepare for something, whether it be a physical thing, like you're preparing to run a race or you're preparing to uh, you know compete in a certain sport or you're a competition shooter. Uh, there's there's preparation that needs to be done ahead of time. And I think it, the deeper you dive into it, the more it becomes, uh, it, the more it becomes a matter of making certain acts part of the subconscious so that the conscious mind, which typically can only focus on one or two things at a time, one or two very specific tasks at a time, um, can actually focus on the things that it needs to do to, to accomplish that. So, um, you know, in, in the sense of competitive shooting, we prepare our gear and we prepare ourselves mentally for that moment when we need to press the trigger so that in that moment, I can focus on the things that I need to do to make that shot. So a lot of it is about making as much of it subconscious as I can. And so that in that moment, I can focus my conscious mind on the thing that I can control. Right. Yes. And well, here's the other thing though, too, is having been to a, a couple of these competitions and, and watched, I mean, I, I've never competed in any type of a shooting event, but certainly watching different friends prepare for it. I know one of their frustrations oftentimes is, ah, the wind condition just changed or, or the weather condition yes. just changed and the target still needs to be hit. So what are, what are yeah. some of the things that you do? You have this laser focus on that, on that goal. And it, it's funny because there's a corollary here. A lot of the individuals that I coach when something goes wrong toward toward their aim, toward their 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 goal, whatever it might be a financial goal, a personal goal, a talent development goal, whatever it might be, if something comes in the way, it they get flustered, and that that includes me, right? And so, yeah. looking at some of the great shooters, it, it's amazing to see 
what they do in order to make those adjustments so they can still hit the target. Um, have you ever been in those circumstances? And if so, what are some of the things that you've done to, uh, to ensure the best possible outcome? Yeah, I think, um, like I talked about, making some of those things subconscious. Um, yeah. When you have something that changes, say your conditions change, um, let's just say uh, we're shooting a three-gun match or a long-range competition, and we're in the middle of engaging targets and the wind switches on us. Um, as much as a lot of that stuff needs to be subconscious, right. we also need to be able to break out of the subconscious and then enter back into it quickly um, once we've once we've basically problem solved, right? So if we can problem solve um, when we get back, if we can if we can somehow exit the subconscious determine that there's a problem, we can solve it and then go back into it. It's something that can take a lot of time, but if we can uh, be able to adapt and not be so stuck on one singular thing um, so that we can uh, accomplish that goal in the end, you'll be a lot better off. So in, in the terms of like being a competitive shooter, uh, like I said before, sometimes the conditions change or, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll go through and uh, we'll look at, uh, the stages that we need to shoot the day before and the weather's beautiful and everything is great. Right. Uh, and then you get, you know, you get a text from home that something went wrong. And so it, it, it drags your focus away from the match or right. the weather changes and you need to, you know, you need to move through this course of fire. And now instead of having a very solid footing, you're, you're moving through mud <laughs> uh, to be able to adapt. Yeah. To be able to adapt to some of those changes can be very difficult, but um, to ultimately have an understanding that you can only control what you can control. Sure. And in most people will be able to get that over time. But a lot of the times there's um, there's, it's a mindset too. It's, it's telling yourself that uh, one of my really good friends, when, when we shoot together, um, he, he will look at a change in the weather conditions and he'll say, well, that's not a problem. I've practiced in the rain. I'm actually really good in the rain. And so when all of the other people that we're competing with are looking at the rain as a hindrance, he's looking at, I've practiced in the rain. It's a competitive like advantage, man. <laughs> you can look at, yeah, you can actually look at things that can come at you and say, okay, now it's not a fair playing field. I am ahead because I've actually prepared for this. And that, 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 that goes in life too. A lot of areas of the, the mental side of for preparation for shooting, um, it carries directly over into your life. And I would say that while the mental game has helped me accomplish a lot of things that were important to me in competitive shooting, it's actually helped me in my life to be able to see those things that come at you unexpectedly, to deal with them, and to have the mindset that I'm good at this. Like I'm, I am actually good at dealing with challenges. It's the same thing. You see the rain clouds coming in and you're at a match. Everybody else is looking at it and saying, oh, I, I don't know how I'm going to deal with this. I might as well throw my stuff in the truck because I'm going to slip around. I go to the truck, I get my mud cleats on and, and you just deal with the problem at hand. You know, it's a mindset of being able to know that a lot of the, the obstacles that we see that as an obstacle are actually just in our mind. Um, we, we have the ability to overcome them. We need to, you know, positive self-image and a realistic uh, image of, you know, of who we are. So right. Um, right. being confident, having that positive self-image and a realistic idea of what we can do. You know, you, you mentioned something on mindset and there's a, there's a, actually a book out by a woman named Carol Dweck 
that talked about mindset. And something you just said really struck me. And that was that you control only the things that you can control. Don't worry about anything else. Control the only things that you can control. Yeah. Uh, and that it's so true because where I see so many people that, uh, that get off course is because they, they do start to focus on everything that they really can control, whether that be yeah. a, an individual or a, uh, an active deity or what have you. And so are there, tell me, if you wouldn't mind, tell me a time that you, you were faced with one of those situations where you try to control something during a match that you couldn't control, and then you maybe course corrected and then, and then got back on target. Yeah. Um, you know, I think sometimes when we're in the, the head to head type of shooting, um, right. you know, it, it sometimes can come on the last day of a match where we'll have what we call a shoot off where you go head to head against another shooter. Um, you have to shoot the exact same target arrays, but you're doing it at the same time. So there will be like a, a mirrored target array where you're, you're actually shooting the same thing at the same time. And one of, yeah. And so there's, there's a lot of pressure. And I think that people's tendencies can be to look over at how far the other person is, right? How many targets, yes. let's just say, let's just say you have eight shotgun targets, um, six pistol targets and five rifle targets and the buzzer goes off and you have to engage them at the same time and whoever finishes first wins. So I think sometimes people's focus can be on that other person and what they're doing. And I think it's a pretty simple answer, but what can you focus on if you're, if you're, what can you not focus on if you're focused on the other person being that we can only really focus on one thing at a time. If I'm focused on the other person, that means I can't focus on the targets. And so uh, having the ability to go into some of these shoot offs, which um, admittedly I haven't won a ton of them, but I've won some of them. And um, the ones that I didn't win, I would say, uh, credit to the other person. They were a better shooter in that moment. Um, but the ones I've won, uh, it was all because when I went on the line, I, I trusted my ability, you know, and my wife does uh, a lot of running. She'll run half marathons and five K's all the time. And Bless her uh, heart. You, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not something that you can, you can tell I don't do a lot of that, but, um, one, one thing that she's told me is, you know, whether it be cross country or you're running a marathon or you're running a half or doing a, doing an ultra, um, people don't finish those and get surprised at their time. They usually finish those and they're like, yep, that that's about how fast I am. Right. right. Um, and so when I go in to shoot, I don't expect to shoot at 110% of my ability. I understand that in that moment there might be mistakes made, but the other person might make mistakes as well. So what I focused on in that moment is just doing things to my ability. I want to perform. I want to practice at 110%. I want to push myself past where my limits are so that I can grow. Right. Um, I, I liken it to, to, to driving a car. The first time you drive a car, you're, you're two hands on the wheel, you're white knuckle, yeah. you're gripping it as tightly <laughs> as you can. You're probably going 20 miles under the speed limit. Right. Uh, you know, fast forward 10 years, you're going 10 miles an hour over the speed limit, driving with one hand and you've got food in the other hand. Right. So <laughs> yeah. Some things have become subconscious at that point. Yeah. But when we're some things, uh, when we're training, we'll train at a, at a point where we push ourselves. Right. And so when uh, when we're in that moment, we're shooting head to head with someone else. I'm not anticipating to pull a rabbit out of my hat. Sure. I'm anticipating that. I need to shoot to my ability 
And if something happens where I shoot a little bit better than my ability, that's just, that's just consequence. I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to perform at hundred percent of my ability or 95 to hundred percent. I'm not trying to say, okay, this is where I push it. No, we push it in preparation, but yeah, in terms of having the ability to um, adapt to those situations, you know, in, uh, in the gun world, in the competition world, we deal with mechanical devices. They're called guns. They, yeah. they malfunction. Things happen. Um, optics are made of glass. You look through them, it's mounted to an, to an object that has recoil and has forces. So, um, when, when we're in competition shooting, a lot of times we have to, um, overcome things that can happen to our gear. And so that's, again, a point where you need to realize that something has happened that you didn't want to happen. You need to solve it. You you need to have a, a, hopefully you've practiced these enough, but, um, have some sort of drill that you can practice to, to get good at clearing a malfunction in a firearm and then getting back to the task at hand. But we want all of that, even the problem solving to be subconscious. The only thing that should be conscious is thinking. Yes, absolutely right. And, you know, it's interesting too, because uh, being a Vortex geek myself, I'm, I'm always watching your videos in one form or another. And what I found neat is there, uh, Jimmy had gone out and uh, he was shooting at a at a match in Wyoming, I believe it was, and there were two. Yep. And there, there are times that you, you do have to rely on someone else. And what I remember about that particular video is they were actually feeding off of each other and, and sharing that data. And yeah. I'm, I'm just wondering, have, have you ever been in a circumstance, and again, I'm not all too familiar with the three gun world, but are there those times that you have to take that feedback from other people? And how do you, how do you adjust on the fly? We, we've talked a little bit about it from an individual standpoint, but the dynamic of bringing someone else in there too, eyes that you might not have uh, right now. And how do you apply that knowledge? Yeah. So back to kind of the first question, the, um, you know, with, with relying on someone else, I mean, typically three gun is kind of an individual sport. However, um, you, you know, if you're, if you're on a stage that requires some long range shooting and you're not watching what the wind is doing while the the person ahead of you is shooting. Oh yeah. You're you're probably at somewhat of a disadvantage if you're not at least paying attention, you know, speaking in terms of like the precision rifle shooting or like the vortex extreme, like Jimmy and and Eric did a couple of years ago, you know, there, you know, you're constantly seeing uh, what's happening out on the course of fire uh, what is the wind doing? Where is this person uh, impacting? And communication is so key. Uh, communication is very important because um, when someone comes off the line and, and I just watch them and they shot the long range and they had a bunch of misses and I say, where, you know, where were you aiming on that target? And they say, well, you know, first I aimed here and then I aimed here and I need to think back to, okay, well, I remember they missed to the right on the first shot. And then, so I kind of, you can kind of take that data from them and put, make somewhat of a, uh, an estimate of what you need to do to have a first round impact or even a second round impact, depending on the target or how many hits are required of you. Um, but yeah, you know, being able to feed off of other people's performance is important too, without trying to compare yourself to them. You're simply just looking at what's happening, making an assessment and applying it to your own game. Oh man, Ruben, this is this is really great, uh, great information. Just just in general, I mean, I'm I'm looking at my my teenagers <laughs> right now, and it's all about the comparison, right? It's all about that. Yeah. And one thing that some I of the some of the people that you know, there's a there's a 
Um, the mental management system is taught by Lanny Basham and Troy Basham down in Texas. They're a great resource for shooters. Um, you know, if you go back and read uh, Brian Enos's book, Practical Shooting, um, right now our, our Yoda uh, in, in competitive shooting in terms of uh, literature is a guy named Steve Anderson out of Ohio. And he's a, he's a, he's a guy that teaches for uh, the mental management system for the, ba the Bashams and he, he applies a lot of the things that the Bashams are teaching to professional golfers, to baseball players, to people who are in, uh, in um, the financial world. Um, and he's applying them to what we would call practical shooting. So things like USPSA, IDPA, three gun, PRS, um, and, and some of these disciplines that, that really, we all, I would say this, this, I'll say this lightly, but um, <laughs> most of the people at these events, they, their finger is strong enough to pull the trigger fast enough, right? They're yeah, not, yeah. we're not winning and losing matches because my finger isn't fast enough to pull the trigger. We're not winning and losing matches because most of the time the gear is that much different. Most of the time, the the people who are winning matches, and I think that this applies in a lot of areas of life is um, people who are winning matches are winning at other things in life too. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're winning at, at, at relationships, they're winning in their careers um, you know, there's the book that I, I read that really started me down the pathway of kind of the mental stuff is called with winning in mind. And, it, and as much as it talks about Lanny Basham's path to multiple Olympic victories in silhouette shooting, on uh, biathlon, it, it talks a lot about mindset. It talks uh, about having that, that focus on what needs to be done, the task at hand and how you can prepare yourself to be, um, conscious work where conscious is important, subconscious, wherever else we can. And so I think that's, you know, like I said, some of these people that are coming into competitive shooting, um, you know, we'll see someone, in the, you know, uh, a guy, guy from Ohio named Josh Tarrant, he came into competitive shooting and seemed like, you know, what a lot of people call it, quote, natural talent. And, sure. and, and, you know, it's like, after a couple matches, you're like, Hey, Josh, you know, you're a pretty good shooter. What, what do you do? And he's like, well, I, I raced cycles cycling, you know, uh, for, for years, you know, I did competitive road, road biking for, for 10 years, uh, internationally. Okay. That makes sense. You know, he has that mindset. Another guy, uh, Josh Freilich out of Minnesota, Josh is, um, you know, came into competitive shooting and everyone was like, wow, you know, you're just a natural, you're only two years into this. And, you know, in his fourth year into it, he won the world shotgun championship. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, pretty soon you come to find out that he has a, he has a history of being an MMA, like a MMA fighter, mixed martial arts. Yep. Yep. And, you know, these, there, there's very driven people that are at the top guys like Daniel Horner and guys like Greg Jordan, Jerry Michalik, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> people, yeah. You know, people who truly, um, have that, have that passion to perform and drive, push themselves um, harder to, right. to really be, to, to be a driven person and to have, you know, have that, um, what can I control in mind at, at, at the forefront? Absolutely. And, you know, I can see why Jake said, Ruben would be a good person to speak with. Good night. There's, there, there's so much crossover uh, with, in a number of different arenas. And the fact that you just mentioned a number of people that, we're driven, uh, self-driven, and then they could cross over to other things and have pretty good success in those arenas too. Um, yeah. I never really took a look at it that way. Uh, and, and to me, that's, that's great because I'm always trying to evoke, 
evoke those different conversations amongst different disciplines. But that yep. crossover uh, piece that you just brought up, that is something that if you, if you really focus on that one thing at a time, that yep. it starts to influence everything else around you. Uh, whatever it might be that you go to next. So that yeah, some yeah. of the you know some of the some of the top talented people in the shooting sports have had other other backgrounds as well that involved competition. You know, if you look at Lanny Barnes, she's an Olympic biathlete. Um, she's one of the top lady three gunners in the country. You look at Scott Green out of Nevada. Scott Green played uh, semi pro baseball in college and and uh, you know would have probably continued without you know having some injuries, but these people have found a home in competitive shooting and it's really allowed them an outlet to, to um, not only compete because I, I don't think most top competitors really compare themselves to other people. I think they can, they, they're constantly measuring back to what was I yesterday? How can I be better every day? Great right? question, man. What was I yesterday? Oh, man, yeah. Great question. Yeah. So, so, so more about myself, how can I be better? And, and, you know, it, it probably, probably um, begs the question, how, how can we apply that in our own life, in our business life, in our relationships? How can I be better today as a husband? Or how can I be better today as a, as a leader at work um, than I was yesterday? So I think there's a, there's a lot of things that are really just um, very, they're very um, universal principles, but when we apply them to competitive shooting, I'll say this, man, we can do some pretty cool things with guns that nobody ever thought we would do. Oh no! All I have to do is watch Jerry Mitchellick do some things where he's he's emptying a revolver and getting back on target in less than two seconds. <laughs> that's, yep, that's bananas. It's absolutely. It bananas. is pretty. It's pretty awesome. It really <laughs> truly is. So I think yeah, I think a lot of these things, like you mentioned before, Maurice, they can be they can be in all different areas of life. We just choose to apply them in shooting. Yes. 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 Well what's interesting also is that everything that you brought up today, it's not rocket science, right? It's just a realization. And once you make that realization, make a choice to do something about it and to really emphasize that focus, wow, you can impact a lot of arenas in your own life, but to, yeah. to your point, helping others as well. And uh, it, again, it's, it's amazing to see that balance that happens as you, as you make that focus. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, this is great. I, I couldn't have imagined uh, anything better. As a matter of fact, it, it surpassed what I was going, I was assuming because I was already geeking out that I was able to, to speak with you. But just the words of wisdom that you spoke today are pretty impactful. <laughs> I'm already, I already know that I'm going to show this to my daughters and just say, um, yeah, you can apply this like right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's super cool. That means a lot. And I think, um, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said about, um, you know, what you surround yourself with, you know, whether that be, whether, what, what media you surround yourself with, what books, what people, um, I'm, you know, I think like all of us, we're all kind of a product of, of what we choose to focus on in our environment. And I, you know, I've been really fortunate to be surrounded by some people in the shooting community who have said, you know, if you want to do this, you can do it but you have to do it. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of yeah. like a, it's kind of like circular reasoning, but it's like, right. You can do this if you want to, but you actually have to, if you <laughs> want to. And so um, I've, I've had uh, kind of that, that, that more than gentle nudge a few times by people who said, Hey, like, you know, you're not going to win a match by hoping somebody else loses the match. You're, you're only going to win a match if right. you, if you 
you try and win a match and prepare for yourself because any given day, somebody's going to bring it any, any given day, somebody's going to bring their best game and everything is going to line up for them. And, you know, that's the key is being able to, I think for me in the competitive shooting area, it's kind of an aspect of my professional career, which is day to day working uh, for Vortex and getting to work with our wonderful customers on optics training and um, troubleshooting, stuff like that, getting, getting dealers the best information that they have so they can help our customers. Um, But within the, within the competitive shooting world, the thing that I've always wanted to be is someone who is a top performer, not necessarily winning every match, but I want to, be on the podium or near the podium um, almost almost every match I go to. And if I don't, I need to figure out what I need to do to get there. I don't want to be a flash in the pan either because there, there are a lot of people that will start something. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like the gyms are all full right now, but in March they might not be. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I want to I be that person who's been in the shooting sports for a long time and, right. and uh, used what I've been given to, to help make other people better. Oh, fantastic. I, I couldn't be, again, I couldn't be more, uh, lack of a better word, stoked uh, by, by your words of wisdom. I, I thank you big time. And I'm just wondering, uh, at some point, would you uh, ever mind getting back on? And I'm thinking of some MMA fighters I know and other folks in, in uh, other cross disciplines, whether it be uh, in different sports or entertainment. Uh, it would be great to see high performers in a number, number of different arenas and then just share their, their knowledge together uh, in real time. Yeah, I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be thrilled. That would be fantastic. I'd appreciate it. Well, Ruben, thank you so much. I, again, I can't thank you enough for, for the wisdom that you've uh, shared. And I look forward to uh, speaking with you soon. <laughs> well, thank you very much. It's been an honor, an honor, and it's been a very, very big pleasure to be with you. Awesome, awesome. Well, you have a good one. All right. <laughs> thank you very much. We'll talk soon. Take care. Thank you.